from the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios, high atop two Turtle Creek, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. It's your host, Ryan Trimble, hanging out in beautiful Big D today, along with my colleague, my friend, a man who loves him soccer. He, of course, Sean P. Williams. Sean, good day, sir. Also known as football um, in the circles that I run in, but I know what you're getting at. What's going on? Yes. Well, call it what you want. You are all in on that, sir. I'm sure yeah. you're looking for some green space to go kick around in, huh? Yeah, we are a city who values green space. And uh, by the way, welcome to episode three. We're we're more than halfway to our our full year total of episode of season five here in season six. There was a season five is the important thing, Sean. There was a season five. We did get get it on wax. Don't forget it. <laughs> we did get it on wax. But yes, I, I, I do love me some green space. Um, obviously not quite as much as you as lead for our conservation practice here at Alamedia, but man, exciting times as it relates to green and greening in Dallas. Man, it really is. Um, for those of you following the news today, we, as of today's recording, we had a, a second press conference a few weeks back. Mayor Johnson announced his new greening czar, uh, who, of course, is uh, the great Garrett Boone of the Container Store fame uh, and many conservation efforts. Um, and we had a great, great announcement today. The mayor uh, is uh, dedicating some of his uh, uh, ARPA funds, discretionary ARPA funds, towards the Greening Czar initiative of uh, producing new uh parks and green spaces within a 10 minute walk of everybody in dallas uh working with our client uh trust for public land robert kent of course the state director um but we had a really great event today mayor johnson spoke uh garrett spoke czar czar boone spoke and uh and robert got to speak which is really neat um and it's exciting sean you know dallas is moving up the ranks and i think there'll be some exciting news on the trust for public land park score coming up here uh next week on dallas uh making moves so stay tuned for that news well kudos to you kudos to robert kent you know there have been so many exciting announcements as it relates to trust for public land and i know you've been spending some time over in our neighborhood near big cedar and um that beautiful area i think you've been on the hunt for the golden cheek warbler, I believe. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how successful you've yes. been, but um, those guys are just right down the road from us, you know? Yes, I, I have not personally uh, spotted a, one of the, the warblers, Sean, uh, but we did uh, shout out to our friend Brian Curtis at NBC5, came out and did a, did a special on the sightings of the golden cheek warbler at Dogwood Canyon. So. Um, thanks, Brian. It was a really fun story, and um, uh, we should uh, maybe put it in the show notes or something. Dust we off the uh, memory muscle here, muscle memory. We probably should. You know, 
I, you know, again, y'all had inspired me and there's a bird that is outside my window. I'm going to record it so that you can hear what I hear every morning at six, about 6.15 or 6.20 every morning. Um, and I, I did talk to our resident outdoor expert who relied on her sources and told me it is, I think it's an Eastern Phoebe, but it is definitely a Phoebe because if you if you look it up, the sound that it makes, they say it sounds kind of like Phoebe. Uh, whatever it is, it is a, a oh. piercing sound <laughs> that occurs right around 6.15 every morning. It was taking up nest right outside my window. Um, it has moved across the street. And so I found that, you know, one pillow over my ear, if I'm not up at that time of the morning, because usually I am, I want to make certain that most of the time I'm already going, but if I'm not, you know, is that, yeah. Now, Sh Sean, are you certain that it's not a yellow-bellied sapsucker you're hearing? I don't <laughs> know. I mean, there's so many birds out there. I'm not saying that I've not seen one of those as well, but that will probably it be sounds like a new, another a new podcast I would be interested in. The Sean Williams birding episode. <laughs> I mean, you know me, you know, I'm always down. I'm really look. I want us to get outside a little bit more. I know that with all of the work that we are doing for all of our wonderful clients, it is hard for us to take our microphones on the road. But if we do, you know, I'd be down to capture some of the sounds Man. of the Eastern Phoebe or any of our friends. And maybe you would finally see the warbler that you've been searching for for so long. Yes, yes. There's this great podcast I listen to, The Wild. This guy named Chris Morgan. He's a he's a, a Scottish guy, and he's like always doing these crazy nature things. Like, oh my gosh, there it is! What a beauty! Oh my gosh, it's a beautiful boa constrictor, and it's like wild. I would pay money. I would love to see this. You do that podcast, Sean, about birds. Maybe so, that might be that might maybe, be in my future. Give give me okay. a all you gotta do is put a microphone in front of me and I think you got me you got me sold I think is the I way to work. Shout out to it. our other clients, uh, the Loop Dallas. You know they were part of an op-ed also uh, that was written by our uh, president of our park board, Arun Agarwal, acknowledging the new fifty-acre Creekside Park that's headed our way. You know we um, myself and Jennifer Pascal. One of our owners traveled with the Loop Dallas up to Bentonville uh, last year. We had a chance to look at some really cool um, bike trails, some really cool um, natural trails. And um, the Loop is going to be working with DORBA, the Dallas Off-Road Biking Association, to get those trails on the ground. It's going to be super cool, especially for mountain biking. And I like it because what we saw, and I think one of the goals here is to make these trails accessible for people of all different skill levels. And I mean, they had bikes that were like really for, you know, Tate's age folks. So they could be on there with their feet, even if they're not pedaling, they can, they can get the feel for it already. And so um, shout out to the loop, um, shout out to Dorba. And again, a lot of good greening news here in Dallas. A lot of good greening news and a great episode today as well, Sean. Now I will say, I was a little surprised, and I'm apparently off my game. I let a TCU horn frog slip through on the uh, on the filter somehow. But um, hey, we got a great guest today. He's a good guy. We'll we'll uh, forgive him. 
for his college choice. He, of course, uh, Terrence Maiden. Yeah, I would I would expect our colleague Sana Sayed to to really weigh in on this one once this episode um, posts. But man, it's great to have a chance to talk to Terrence. We're going to talk about something that for a lot of folks like myself brings back a lot of great memories. You know, there is a rebirth going on at the shops at Redbird, formerly known as Redbird Mall. And, and you know, back in my day, um, you know, me, I can remember me and my cousins, like that was the main thing that I wanted to do. If we took a trip from Paris to Dallas. The one thing I wanted to do was to go to Redbird Mall, uh, get some brother's pizza, maybe get a corn dog and some lemonade. Um, it was awesome. I, I remember there being a um, a Dallas Cowboys pep rally at the mall, and it was like you could barely get into the parking lot. So, you know, That's to see funny. what is happening at the mall now with Terrence is great. And it's a really cool callback because it's been almost five years to the day since we recorded an episode about uh, about what was going on at Redbird with Peter Brodsky. Yeah, I was thinking back to being down there recording with Peter, and I think honestly that may have been the only the second or third time I'd been to Redbird Mall, and since then I've been several times and walked the grounds with Terrence. So uh, excited to jump into today's episode and and hear all that's uh, going on down there. Yeah. So when we come back, the next voice you will hear will be us introducing our good friend and local developer from Russell Glenn, the CEO of Russell Glenn, Terrence Maiden. So hang with us through the break. Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ron Trumbull. We'll be right back right after this. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, very excited to be joined by a guy who is moving. He is grooving. He is doing big things. He, of course, the CEO of Russell Glenn, Terrence Maiden. Terrence, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Sean, for having me. Excited to share with you all today. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for for jumping on. We we appreciate it. Now, you know, I've had the pleasure of coming down and, and doing the getting the walking tour, the personalized walking tour of, of uh, Redbird, uh, seeing you out and about. But for those of our listeners who aren't as familiar with you, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I actually grew up here in Dallas in the Oak Cliff area. I went to Carter High School, earned a football scholarship to Texas Christian University, go Frogs. And play linebacker there and actually studied psychology and, and minored in business. And after college, I was introduced to the commercial real estate industry, had no idea about commercial real estate. Uh, uh, fortunately for me, a TCU alumni thought I could be successful within the business and offered me an internship. And I just sort of fell in love with the business from then. And I sort of matriculated through uh, my career uh, in the industry from 
been in corporate real estate for Panera as the VP of real estate development during their expansions across the central U.S. to uh, doing brokerage work at Woodmont. And for the last uh, 12 years of my career, I've been focused on development. In particular, in the southern half of the city, I was the EVP of development at Corinth Properties before launching Russell Glenn, where I now serve as the chief executive officer. So, Terrence, Russell Glenn, you know, it's a real estate development firm. It's an investment organization here in Dallas. But really, I like for our listeners to understand all that you do in the company and, and, and kind of a little bit more about your focus. Yeah. So Russell Glenn is not a person. <laughs> it's actually the street that I grew up on. And so when I launched the company, it was to really pay homage to a community that poured into me. But secondly, a lot of the fundamentals that we're in, you know, sort of deploying with our development strategy was based on that sort of environment of community that I was exposed to. And so as a developer, we are very intentional with our work. We traditionally go into black and brown underserved communities and try to revitalize areas or execute on new construction projects that's going to be impactful for these communities. So with that, we're, we're involved with the redevelopment of the former Redbird Mall right now. We have 90 acres across from UNT Dallas that we're really excited about that we're calling the Rivulet that is, will be a new master plan community for Southern Dallas. So some really uh, exciting projects in the works. Yeah, that leads right into my next question, Terrence. You know, I wanted to get your insight on urban redevelopment maybe some of the misconceptions surrounding urban development and then some of the lessons you've learned, uh, you know, you've done, you're working on some big projects. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I think with, with going into, you know, quote unquote urban communities, many people define that different ways. I, you know, the way I look at it is traditionally underinvested areas and areas that uh, historically have been un- overlooked. And, and overpromised. The so our approach has been a community first uh, uh, sort of strategy where we put people first, and to that extent, you have to go in and have a number of different meetings with the community, not only to foster their support, but get them to rally behind a vision, to get them to, if you will, endorse the 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 division uh, within the community. And so it takes that extra step if you want to be successful. Uh, secondly, with our with our company, you know, the one thing that we, we often try to do is focus on the quality, quality, quality. So we, we believe that communities deserve the best and we should deliver the best. And so we would rather say no a hundred times to get to the right yes with the with the with the tenants. And so we think that's that's important. And I think if you go about your work that way, eventually things will come together. And so um and then lastly I would say it's partners with, with each of our endeavors. We we try to align with community partners, with civic and political uh powers to be to 
make sure that they support, that they have a voice uh, in, 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 the, uh, in the vision of what we're trying to accomplish. And so it all works hand in hand. We're talking with Terrence Maiden, CEO of Russell Glenn. Terrence, you know, the 2020 census showed that Dallas-Fort Worth is the fastest growing metro area in the United States. Um, you know, we all see it. We're all here. And so, you know, with that in mind, I wanted to um, just get your thoughts on what you see um, from a development standpoint for Dallas looking maybe over the next 10 years or so? Great uh, question. My hope is that Dallas starts looking southward. Uh, for for many years, the, the growth of the city has occurred to the north. Now, there are some exciting new projects happening in southern Dallas that I think could really help uh, not only in, in, improve and increase the tax base of Southern Dallas, but also make it a, a more attractive place for for families to live. And you know, with the the amount of people that's moving to the city, you know, you only can build so far north. And I still think, as a whole, the city of Dallas has work to do. Uh, it still feels oftentimes very divided uh, socially and economically. And so, uh, I think if we're going to, to sustain and be one of the premier major metros in the country. We have to figure out a way to come together and just be one Dallas. Yeah, that's that's a great sentiment, and I completely agree. And, you know, you're working. We're going to talk after the break about your kind of your signature project, the shops at Redbird. But can, can you tell us about some of your other projects you, you've done? And like, what's the mo- what's the one that's meant the most to you in your career? Uh, probably Glen Oaks Crossings, uh, because it was my first, and, and Glen Oaks Crossing is a Walmart anchored center right across from Big T Bazaar in Oak Cliff. Uh, a, is it's in the community I grew up in, so it has that sort of sentimental impact for me. But secondly, it was my first one, right? The first sort of development project that um, I was able to sort of to see every phase of it to completion and uh it, it gives me a great sense of pride that you could come back home and do something that's really impactful so i, I would have to go with that one this is deconstruction dallas sean williams ryan trimble we're talking with terrence maiden ceo of russell glenn when we come back we're going to talk about redbird so hang with us through the break sean williams ryan trimble we'll be right back right after this Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We are talking to Terrence Maiden, CEO of Russell Glenn. And Terrence, I'm really looking forward to this part of our conversation because you guys are doing some really cool work with the shops at Redbird. You know, I'm old enough to remember when Redbird Mall was the place to be. You had to go there because K104 was going to be there or the Cowboys or something. And, um, you know, after some lean times, you know, you guys are really bringing life to to that property. So can you give us an update on the shops at Redbird and in the latest about your work there? Yeah, so we've we've made some tremendous headway uh over the last couple of years 
uh, <laughs> we've been working on a long time too. So we're we're in in year seven now of the redevelopment, but. We recently announced that Tom Thumb Grocery Store will be coming in to open up a 50,000 uh, 50, uh, 50, square foot new grocery. Uh, we, now we're really encouraged about that because the area is a food desert. That was one of the m- most requested uh, retailer uh, from the community. And so it took, it took us a while to get there, but very pleased with that announcement. UT Southwestern is open, uh, a regional medical center. They're doing well. Children's uh, Medical is getting ready to start construction. We've finished a lot of the infrastructure work uh, that the city of Dallas, went, with, with the city of Dallas providing us an economic incentive grant, a lot of that went to making improvements to the underground utilities, new parking lot, new landscaping, new lighting. So as you drive the site, it's, it's a lot more appealing to be there. We just completed the construction of the new north entry that looks fantastic. Uh, Dallas College is open a 50,000 square foot regional sort of uh, center there. That's their workforce, workforce U. Uh, we'll be announcing here shortly, Redbird uh, Rising, which is a really dynamic fitness concept, is coming in. We have a new Avena Salons Suites coming in and several other restaurants like Jamba Juice, Chick-fil-A, AT&T. We're talking to groups like La Madeline. So, uh, yeah, it's been really exciting and a very busy, busy season for us. Terrence, you mentioned the grocery store a minute ago. What, what's been the biggest challenge during the course of the Redbird project thus far? Well, we had a number of them, but I think probably the biggest was um, just getting started. There were, there were a lot of pessimism around the idea that the redevelopment could happen, both within the community and outside the community. And so it's really getting people on board and believing that something meaningful could happen here was was a was a heavy lift. And then also the community was really uh, keen on keeping the name Redbird, and for 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 keeping embracing that name was important. Uh, but also it had a negative connotation to it outside of the community when you're talking to retailers and. And, and bankers because of sort of the history of Redbird. And so it took a while to get people, uh, in particular the the financial market and tennis life of Tom Thumb to get to the point where they would commit to come in. And so that was a heavy lift. I mean, we had to sort of work through COVID and all the implications that, you know, that caused and, you know, construction caused in- inflation and, you know, it's just a number of different things, but, you know, we, we sort of stayed the course. And so, you know, I, I'm really pleased at where we are today. Paris, you referenced development moving south towards the southern part of Dallas. You know, when I worked in the mayor's office a decade ago, I uh, worked on a project called Grow South, which really had that as a focus. And I, I really like to get your kind of your feedback because you all are very community focused. You know, just like you said, you all have gotten feedback from the community as part of what you're doing. And, you know, as development moves in the 
places, sometimes the community isn't able to take a part. And I know equity is also something that's important to you. So how do we make sure that everybody is able to participate in the growth uh, as our communities are, are being developed and redeveloped? Yeah, you have to be intentional. The So we have investors, a, a broad base of investors in Redbird, uh, a few uh, you know, investors that are African-American uh, that are a part of this. But the other thing, too, is, you know, Redbird was a little bit different because the gentrification word comes up a lot. Uh, this is not a gentrification play. The, the advantage that I've seen thus far uh, with the Oak Cliff area that's immediately around Redbird is that most of the families are homeowners. So they're, they're benefiting from the, the efforts that we're making uh, with the redevelopment. You know, the, the second thing is you can look at equity a, a lot of different ways. I think the greatest equity is the return on sort of the quality of life, right? And to bring in healthcare systems that provides better access for families, you know, grocery stores, you know, quality restaurants, uh, office where, where they're creating jobs, all that things in, improves the, the livelihood of people in the community. And so, you know, we look at this as, as, as a multi-pronged sort of approach. Yeah, it's, it's so fascinating. I, I love that conversation. I think we could talk more on that, but um, I don't want to let you go without asking you about the foundation, the Maiden Foundation that you and your brother Tim established. Um, it's been going since 2005, I, I believe. And so you guys are doing great work. Can you tell us about some of the impact that the foundation has been able to make? Yeah, we, we've been committed to giving back. That was something that, you know, the way we were raised, the importance of never forgetting where you came from. And so uh, we're involved with a number of different sort of impact projects, we call them. Uh, we, we just launched in partnership with UNT Dallas, the Gold Chair Series, where we're, we're providing uh, insight on leadership from, you know, successful CEOs across uh, Dallas Forward. We have a male leadership summit that we just recently hosted with Dallas College called Inspired. And so a number of other projects are sort of in the works right now. So, yeah, a lot of what we do is, is very community focused. And how, how can we make the, 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 the greatest difference in the lives of folks that we're, we're touching? Parents, man, we, uh, we really appreciate your time. I know a lot of people listening are going to want to find out more about you, about uh, your company, about your work. How can our listeners find out more about, uh, about what you guys got, have going on? Yeah, sure. I mean, you can find us at russellglenn.com or maidenfoundation.com. Man, well, Terrence, thanks so much for for spending some time with us today. And uh, we'll look forward to catching you uh, down at Redbird or in the community and uh, seeing you out there. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This is Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Man, Sean, that was great having Terrence on the show. Um, again, we forgive him for being a horned frog, but really appreciate his time coming on the show today. Yeah, it it really is a true testament to what it takes to to get the kind of development that's needed a lot of times um, in Southern Dallas, and not just Southern Dallas, but any area that's been as you know, as Terrence put it, you know, underserved, under um, resourced, and it's a kudos to to the team that's doing the the hard work there, and hopefully their work will be an example. And uh, I definitely will post Ryan in the show notes an article I wrote about Redbird back in the day, and probably around yeah. 2010, 2011, about whether or not the mall was going to make it. We had a our title, I think. Um, for our podcast with Peter was, you know, will will the development of Rare Bird ever happen? And it's happening. So it takes time, but but it is happening right now. Well, uh, big shout out again. Thanks, Terrence, for coming on. Now, Sean, you you also referenced Sunna, uh, our resident uh, horn frog. I pulled a little prank on her a couple weeks back. She has a mini helmet, and um, I she has just moved in in the office next to me which is great and i'm grateful for my new colleague but i did um swap out the horn frog mini helmet for an smu <laughs> mini helmet to see how long it would take her to notice how long did one it take? afternoon i was sitting here and i heard a shriek and said helmet on my shelf and so uh it's all fun and games up here at allen media it's great it's great well we um, we have been known to to drop some things off for, at one point I will have to take a picture of this Reveille, um, this Reveille painting that is on my desk that is beautifully framed yes. of Reveille four. And it was making its way around the office and it has found a home here yes. and it's yes. been here for, I mean, man, it's like at least four or five years probably that this Reveille and it moves up and down with my, my, my standing desk, which I think is why I have not, <laughs> I have not even thought about moving it, but yes, that is part of the culture here is that you come in the office and you never know what you're going to see. That's right. That's right. Well, thanks for all the good sportsmanship around here. Um, Speaking of sporty sports, we've got Dallas stars in the Western conference finals. I need some hockey. Sean takes here. A lot going on in the world of sports, especially at the American airlines center. The first game, as of the recording of this podcast, is about to take place tomorrow in Vegas. And, you know, the Stars have been pretty successful. And, and I think people forget that two years ago or a couple seasons ago, they they made the Stanley Cup finals in the bubble in Edmonton and yes. had a, a, a change in coach. And, you know, a couple seasons later, are back in the Stanley Cup Finals. Well, Stanley in the Western Conference Finals again. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but I mean, I think that is a a great accomplishment for a team that went through a little turmoil, had a, a new yeah. coach come in, and you know. So I'm, I'm I'm this looks like a team that could go. But man, Vegas ever since they've come to the league, like they just have been perennial Stanley Cup challenger yeah. since the like literally the moment that the team came into existence. So it's going to be tough. Yeah. Going to be tough, man. I I saw a um a call from when they were in the in the in the Stanley Cup Finals in the bubble. 
it was like the Swedish broadcast the other day, and it was a, one of those great legendary, you know, goal calls, kind of like some of the soccer goal calls. Mm-hmm. It's super fun. So uh, I'll have to send it to you. But um, yeah, and I, I will have to uh, uh, gig my sister, the Las Vegas uh, native now. You guys so. have to do a little, little wager, a little family wager. A little family wager. Yeah, exactly. We got to go to a Rangers game this week. So. Um, it was a 6-5 loss. Unfortunately, it was a good matchup because it's actually two, you know, division-leading teams between the Braves and the Rangers. But Adolis Garcia, two-home run game, by the way. So um, the league the league leader in home runs and RBIs, I think, as well. So uh, fun. I don't think you've had a chance yet. So, uh, you know, I did, I no. did based on our um, subliminal – message that we tried to put out in the universe about trying to get to the a day game. I did get a gig going home and saying that, you know, I, I needed to take my wife to the game if I was going to take anybody. So now I think that I've taken her to a game. I think we're free to go to our, our, our day game if we need. Okay. To. Okay. Well, let me get, let me get uh, my mom on a flight out here and we'll do that. That'd be fun, man. Well, uh, Hey, I, I think we've got, I, I, don't, I don't think we teased it, but, at some point soon, we're, we are hoping to get our friend Robert Kent on the line. That'll be fun. We've got a couple of targets, but I, I think season six has the potential. I don't want to oversell. Don't but, hang the banner just yet, To be the best. I, I, I'm not willing to call the shot yet, but I just want everyone to know I'm thinking about calling it possibly that season six will be the best one yet. But, but let's see. Let's see how it goes. It's off to a strong start. Off to a very strong start. Well, we want to thank our guest from today, Terrence Maiden, CEO of Russell Glenn. And congratulations to him and all the great work that's going on out at the shops at Redbird. We want to thank our bosses here at Alamedia, Mary Woodley and Jennifer Pascal, all of our colleagues who continue to help us. Thanks to Samaji Best for helping us with our guests this week. Thanks to Deborah Meek for everything that she does to help keep us on track. We want to make sure that as many people as possible have an opportunity to listen to Deconstructing Dallas. So I am asking you to share this podcast with everyone you know, share with your family, share with your friends, share with your coworkers. Tell them that on all of their podcasting platforms, they can find Deconstructing Dallas with Sean Williams and Ryan Trimble. So we'll be back very soon with a brand new episode. Until then, hang in there and adios.